pack is coming. Cold water is ready, and, and I promise we will have tea eventually this season. Mike is ready. I'm ready. But I guess the important question is, are you ready, my friends? Hey, welcome to the Michael Brody Podcast. I am Michael Brody, and it's such a treat to have you listening to this episode today. As a quick reminder, this is the third season of this podcast, Analogies, Anecdotes, and Unapologetic Aspirations, and we are in our third episode. My favorite number is three, so this is kind of a special episode here. Season three, episode three, you know it's going to be a good one. And we're not going to waste any time, so let's get to the campfire. Um, and, and as we're walking here, let's, all right, let's start walking. <laughs> there are three things that I want to mention. You know, one is truly foundational, and the other two are really underlying themes. The first thing I want to bring up is, is really the focus of the episode. The focus of this episode is on the profound power of quality questions. The questions we ask others, the questions we ask ourselves, and, <laughs> of course, how we create a presence that welcomes them in the first place, that welcomes these deep, thought-provoking questions. The other two things I want to mention here is, so the first is a quote from Paulo Coelho, and he said, when I had all the answers, the questions changed. Again, he said, when I had all the answers, the questions changed. And so I just love that, right? I feel like it's rooted in giving you the freedom to not know immediately and embrace being an expert beginner as we touched on with Chris Hess. The second underlying you know, theme behind it, third thing I want to bring up, and I know I'm shooting numbers here left and right, but the last thing I really want to say before we finally get to the campfire this also deals so much with thinking of questions as invitations to explore uncharted land within your mind. You know, these questions, you know, they are truly invitations to explore a new beginning, you know, to explore a new world. Quality questions provoke profound thoughts. You heard it here, you know, quality questions provoke profound thoughts. It's like a playground for your mind to, to climb towards new thoughts. Swing to newfound understanding and slide towards a better version of you. That's the power of questions, amongst many other things. And I'm excited to get into it with you today. You may have noticed our walk was, <laughs> our walk was so much shorter this week, and uh, I, I was able to find a path that got us there a bit quicker. So as we are now at the campfire, let's get this campfire going. Perfect. Ooh, we got the crackles, we got the pops, all that stuff. Let's do it. Gem number one psychological safety. You know, it would be an utter disservice for me to encourage you to impact lives through questions without letting you know what you must do to generate genuine responses from them. And I got to break that down. You know, it's it's not we don't just want a response. We can always get a response. We want a thought-provoking, perspective-shifting, blind spot closing response. And so to kind of break that down even further, 
you know, the response, it, it should make them think more. It should, it should bring about new thoughts. It should maybe even shift their perspective to, to something even better. And it should close a blind spot. We touched on this in episode one of how we all had that blind spot because we haven't experienced everything. And when you ask really quality questions, it can help you close that blind spot just a bit more. You see, being enlightened by one's authenticity and, and vulnerability through the response is an honor. We aren't entitled at all to that. That's really personal stuff. Rather, we must earn it through our actions and genuine care. We must show them that we truly want to learn more and earn that right to hear their quality responses. But to seek these unique truths, and I say unique in the sense of their truth is different, right? It's, it's very unique to their experience. We haven't experienced everything that they have. And so when we're asking a very thoughtful question, we're getting a very unique truth that we haven't been exposed to. But in order to seek that, in order to really get that, you must establish psychological safety. Now, I know at this point, you're sitting here across from me at the campfire and you're thinking, okay, you know, I got you, but what is psychological safety, bro? <laughs> like, let's just, let's just be honest. Like, what is that? Can you break that down just a bit more? And of course I can. And that's what I'm here for. This term, psychological safety, was developed by Amy Edmondson, you know, a Harvard Business School professor, and I'm sure one hell of a lifelong learner. <laughs> but, you know, psychological safety can be defined as a belief that one will not be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes, and that the relationship is safe for interpersonal risk-taking. That's how Amy Edmondson breaks it down. And I want to break it down a bit further for you as well, as we have already done very much so throughout this episode. So on that first point there, you know, it's, it's, it's having that belief within that you're not going to be punished. You know, you're, people aren't going to judge you for sharing an idea, for, for asking a, a really a, a burning question that you have. You won't be burned for that. <laughs> you like what I did there? Also, you know, you're not going to be humiliated. People aren't going to make you seem like you're a fool just because you're simply a lifelong learner. I also want to touch on kind of the back half of that definition there where it's safe for interpersonal risk-taking. Now, what that really means, if, you want, if we want to look at the words, interpersonal, you know, relating, you know, like a relationship between people, relating to people, you know, communicating with one another, and then risk-taking. You know, being able to take risk with other people in conversation. And some people may say, well, how is it a risk, you know, if you're just sharing something true about yourself? Well, as you know, you can share a lot of vulnerable stuff, but in the wrong hands, oof, you know, that can be very hurtful. And so you got to be careful there. But that's what psychological safety is about, you know, developing, you know, that ability for them to feel comfortable to share that with you. And I'm sure we can picture many instances where psychological safety has been absent. You know, maybe it's sharing an idea in class and and having a professor immediately discredit your thoughtful response to selfishly jump to their own understanding. We've seen that. Maybe it's telling someone a mistake you've made and instantly being judged. Why did you do that? Are you serious? Rather than encouraged to seek ways to improve. Oh, I understand. You know, I hear you. I know that's not what you desire, but how can we get better? What do you desire to, to take that next step forward so you don't have to make that mistake again? Maybe it's desperately needing clarification on a matter yet you refuse to ask the question in the meeting in fear that others may see you as incompetent or too junior. Ah, oh, you don't want to raise that hand because 
you're afraid of how other people may perceive that. Those, all those examples represent a lack of psychological safety. But allow us at this moment, from this point on, allow us to put these toxic environments that lack this form of safety aside. You know, because that's not what we're after. That's not our culture. And as John Amici said before, and I believe I might have mentioned this on the podcast, culture is defined by the worst behavior you tolerate. That's what John Amici said, and I love that so much. That's in our culture. We don't tolerate people not being able to share their thoughts and not being able to freely express themselves, to be authentic. That's not what we tolerate here. And so I don't want to spend more of our time here at the campfire touching on that. Instead, I would like to focus on how we can apply this, how we can use this to to be able to ask these quality questions to other people and ourselves. But here's the thing. You know, I understand it's one thing for me to define it, define psychological safety, and and it's another to highlight how you may exemplify psychological safety. And the best example I have is how I've seen it benefit me in my life. You know, for the longest time, I didn't recognize that I had established it. However, I will say, I definitely recognized the outcome of it. The people, I would, I would talk to some of the members of my village and they would say, you make it easy to share vulnerable things. I have to be careful with what I share because you can talk about deep things and in such a conversational and laid-back manner. And for the longest time, I just didn't understand that I, I was already developing that culture of psychological safety. I just thought, oh, I, I mean, I'm curious, and I think, I think that's why they share these things, because you know, they see that I'm curious. But then I started to really observe my actions in these conversations, observe how, I, how present I was. And, and honestly, if I have to explain how I've exemplified psychological safety, it begins from within, as a common theme that you hear from this podcast. It always begins from within, from the person you see in the mirror. It begins with your genuine desire to learn. It begins with your genuine desire to support another on their journey. It begins with you having the humility to admit that you don't know everything. That's where it begins. I very much consider this concept of, of psychological safety as, you know, an overflow matter, you know, rather than something to physically express. You may be familiar with what I'm talking about here because this is kind of like what we heard from Lawanda on kindness. You see, I don't think that you have psychological safety by, all right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to physically I'm gonna make sure uh, you know, I have eye contact and my body's positioned this way and, and um, you know, they share this because of, of, of how I ask this question. True, like there's some of those elements come naturally though. But what I'm saying is true psychological safety you know, it oozes out of you. It's overflow. But how so? It's because of your desire to learn, just like I said. If you're truly hungry to learn, people are going to see that. It begins with your, your desire to support another on their journey. If you are just so excited to help out and you want to contribute and you're not here to judge, people will feel that. It begins with you having the humility to admit that you don't know everything, like I said. It's, it's you looking in the mirror and saying, I have a blind spot. And I am going to try my very best to, to close that gap as much as possible before I leave here. And so that's psychological safety. So as you learn more about this term and, and work to apply it in your life, take a good look in the mirror. You know, are you hungry to learn? Are you ready to gear up and help fight alongside your friend on their journey? Are you okay with admitting blind spots or areas of ignorance? Ask yourself those questions. 
As we move on to gem number two, it's also a shift in the conversation to where we're focusing now on the questions we ask others. So we, we first touched on uh, psychological safety, really developing that to be able to now ask these questions to others and yourself. And so with gem number two, the greatest question you can ask someone is the one where they don't have an immediate answer to share with you. They have to think about it. They have to really reflect and, and think critically about their experiences. You're doing them such a favor though. You're, you're helping them out so much by doing that. And I wanna bring up the quote that we talked about at the beginning. You know, the, the moment you have all the answers, the questions changed. There's such a tendency for us to have an answer immediately. You know, you, you, you're in a classroom and the, the teacher asks a question and you see hands fly up and it's like people are racing to answer the question sometimes. But, but there's quality questions sometimes take time to answer. They take time to really think through and respond in a, in a thoughtful way. And so that's where I kind of got this idea from was like the best questions I can ever ask someone is, is something, you know, where it's, it's going to leave this conversation. When I often ask thought-provoking questions, I let my friends know that I'm not expecting a solidified answer right now, you know, but rather my goal is to allow these questions to remain beyond our conversations. So if I ask you, you know, what have you learned from your kids? I'm not expecting you to, to come up with me, to come to me and say, this is what I learned. And, and, and you know, little Susie told me this the other day. If you, if you remember that off the top of your head, perfect. But really what I'm doing is encouraging you to be more present in those moments with your kids. Because now I know, I, at least I hope, that because I asked you that question, now when you go home and you see your kid, you just might, hopefully, even if just subconsciously, you're a bit more present. We often have to remind ourselves of the incredible power we have within. You know, it can feel crazy to think that you can change someone's life by asking one question. I know that sounds insane, but this is true and very much a possibility each day, you know, through each interaction. I had a moment one time I was working at a warehouse and pretty dark place. I mean, there wasn't, there was no form of sunlight. All you heard were, you know, machines going on and on so loud you're not allowed to wear headphones so you can't block it out some of the people in there just you know they don't look motivated they don't look excited to do what they do it's kind of just like they're, they're here for the paycheck not everyone of course and we're not trying to stereotype but that's what i saw and time and time again i would think to myself how do people find joy here there was a moment where probably a week or two later I was walking with my manager and we were walking across the floor and I asked her a question and I just said, you know, how do you find joy here? And she stopped right in her tracks and she thought about it. She said, that's a good question. And she didn't really have an answer for me. In fact, I don't really remember it because I don't think she had one. Later that same day, it was had to be probably two or three hours later at the end of the shift, she walked past me and said, you changed someone's life today and that life was mine. And I stood there just almost motionless. You know, I, I didn't know what to, to think, how to react, but I learned that lesson, that you can change someone's life by asking a thoughtful question, by one quality question, by just asking them one, do you, how do you find joy here? 
right? To some people that might seem so simple, but you never know. But that's the power you can have by just challenging them to think of new possibilities. Sometimes we get so caught up in our thoughts and it, it's so appealing to, at times to just be comfortable and to think about the same things, but sometimes that can put us in our own prison and we don't even realize it. And these type of quality questions can release us. They serve as that key to, to our freedom. We've been talking about freedom a lot here. Questions are one of those ways we can seek that. The greatest questions we can ask are the ones that don't have an immediate answer. For gem number three, I want to shift over to you know questions we ask ourselves. And I believe that one of the greatest catalysts for growth is asking yourself questions and answering them through your own actions. Letting those actions serve as the words that you may respond to. And this is really rooted, you know, almost kind of breaking down that gem. Because some people might ask, you know, like, why do I need to ask myself questions? And how I see it, there's a really popular quote by Peter Drucker, where he said, you can't improve what you don't measure. So that's the need for those questions. It's very hard to improve if, if you don't know where you're at. And those questions help you seek that, help you find where you're at at this given point in time and how you may desire to get better. How I saw this play out in my life was through, you guessed it, Marcellus from my village. <laughs> he asked me, you know, what does it mean to fall in love with my Calberti podcast? We were just in a conversation and I happened to say, yeah, you know, I'm just falling more and more in love with the my Calberti podcast as the days move forward. He said, well, what do you mean by that? You know, can you explain more to me? And it hit me. You know, obviously it sounds, it's very socially desirable to say that you're in love with the podcast you have, but when actually questioned to break it down into words, to break it down into how I've seen it play out, I didn't have an immediate answer. It was at that time where I realized I had to go through experience. I had to, I had to see it play out in my life, you know, through my own actions. And it was a beautiful thing, and it, and it really inspired me so much so that, you know, on my note cards that I often talk about here on the podcast, I stopped listing challenges as just like a statement, like do this, do that. Rather, I started forming my challenges and questions. What does it mean to have a great day? What are three ways that your desire to learn helps others around you? I would start asking myself questions and not answering them right away, and instead, I would say I trust my, I want to prove this to myself. I want to prove that I know what this means. Let me exemplify it today. Because if I truly know it, I'm going to show you each and every day. If I truly understand this, I can show you so easily. And I want to prove it to myself time and time again. And so what does that mean for you? You know, what questions can you ask yourself? How can you gauge where you're at? And how, better yet, how can you exemplify you know, your response through actions, letting your actions speak louder than words ever could. How do you do that? How can you do more of that? I also want to touch on psychological safety as it relates to here, because I think given just that definition I shared, it very much seems like psychological safety is something that you deal with only when talking to other people. Oh, I, I want to establish psychological safety so I can ask them this question and get this genuine response. But really, psychological safety can be within yourself, too. I see it. You know, you have to protect yourself at times. And, 
and how it fits is protecting yourself from old habits, ways of thinking, comfort. Because when you're challenging yourself with these questions, there's gonna be a piece of you somewhere in your mind that says, hold on, hold on now, hold on now. <laughs> what are we doing? This is not what I'm used to. Let, let's, let's pump the brakes, bro. But that's not the case. You know, we wanna fight past that because these deep questions, we're seeking the truth. We're not seeking what's making us comfortable. There's a difference. There is a difference. So be aware that psychological safety also fits with asking yourself questions. You're gonna battle within your own mind to find that new reality that you wish to seek, to, to create the, the future you desire, to be the hero you've always wished to see. Before I get into the challenge, I understand some people may have a burning question on their mind, which is, well, Michael, what does it mean to fall in love with the Michael Brady podcast? I'm actually really curious to know. Thank you for your curiosity. First of all, you give, you give me the psychological safety to, to be able to respond to this. Falling in love with my Kelberty podcast is always staying committed to why I began this in the first place, right? The things I talked about in the story inspiring now, sticking to that and allowing it to, not just sticking to it, I should say, but evolving with it, you know, sticking to, to those goals, but being flexible to, to change them over time, to add to them. It's also giving you my very all. You know, not ever holding back and, and trusting in why I'm doing this and making sure that's clear every time we interact here. Falling in love, falling in love with my Kelberty podcast means committing hours into my day, right? And, and committing hours into recording when no one's in the room. But I know that it can still impact people. I know that you listening right now, hopefully even, feel it. You feel like you'll walk away from this convo so much better, right? So yeah, I'm definitely in love with the podcast. As we wrap up, I have a challenge to, to offer you. How do you create psychological safety in your interactions with others? That's the first challenge, and you'll notice I pose this challenge to you in the form of a question because I want your actions to answer. You know, I don't want you to tell me right now. I don't want you to type and, and send me something through email. I want you to show it to yourself. Prove it to the person you see in the mirror. How do you create psychological safety? Seek it through your interactions. Be more observant there. Be more present. The second challenge I have for you is kind of a double-parter, but... <laughs> Ask a quality question to at least one person in your village and yourself. Ask one quality thought-provoking against perspective-shifting, blind-spot-closing question to someone who supports you, to, to, to hopefully someone you've already reached out to from our last Fireside Friday. But also ask that question to yourself. Not the same question. It can be different. Ask a question to yourself that challenges you and see what the result is. See how it impacts you. As always, you know, thank you for listening. It's a, it's a pleasure to share your time. It's a pleasure to share my thoughts with you. I enjoy sitting over this cozy campfire and focusing on getting better, you know, on improving ourselves. What you can expect moving forward is 
Monday Motivation. We'll finally get into another type of episode that we've yet to see in this season, but we've already mentioned and hyped up on the first episode, which is Monday Motivation, where it's like a short 10 to 15 minute episode where where I, I share a story, a very quick story with you and provide you with a quote of the week, a challenge, and you're off on your way. And so you can expect to see that first Monday Motivation this upcoming Monday but in the meantime, let's not forget to you know, learn for a lifetime, redefine normal, defy the odds, and exemplify kindness. As you know, no matter what time of day it is for you, I hope that you make it an extraordinary rest of your day. I'm not, I'm just used to the sound at this point. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> we can't be scared. And the fact that, I mean, it, Let's just continue to rock with it and have these fireside Fridays. Let's not let's not let some weird sound hold us back from having fun here. But speaking of having fun, let's have a little bit of fun with this music here at the end. Let's hit it.